to the Red Diamond Courier, an Elder Scrolls podcast. Here are your hosts, Bob Chichinsky and Dog Bark 24. Welcome everyone to episode 30 of the Red Diamond Courier. I am your host, Bob Chichinsky, here with my good good friend, Dog Bark24. How you doing this week, dog? I'm doing pretty good. How are you, Bob? I am doing pretty good. Uh, a little bit of a, you know, a voice, you know, sickness coming on here. Hopefully not. Hopefully it's just a, a passing thing. But if you guys uh, think my totally, you know, awesome voice sounds a little off this week, that's why. But we're hoping it's going gonna, it's gonna to be good. But yeah, other than that, I'm doing pretty good, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining me. Episode thirty, dude. It's just like they they keep coming. They're just clicking by now, super fast. Yep, the big old three zero. It's the only three zero that we'll ever get. We've done more episodes. We're free. Well, I guess we have had been further into episodes than years. I am of age, and definitely more than of you. But that's pretty crazy come so fast yeah i'm surprised yeah i know right i mean still feel like noob over here podcasting news <laughs> well, I mean, that was that was you know the joke i was calling for but that's okay <laughs> well i'm glad i could spell it out for you dog so this week we are going to have one of our oh so awesome region guides episodes we know you guys love them and we are going to be talking about the third region of each faction Rivenspire for the Daggerfall Covenant, Greenshade for the Aldmeri Dominion, and Shadowfen for the Ebonheart Pact. So, of course, before we get into that, we do have some news for you this week. Actually, a pretty substantial little bit of news. And uh, starting off, it's pretty exciting because for us console players, if you've been wondering or curious what's going to happen with next gen, which is coming very soon, we have official news from Elder Scrolls um, Zenimax. Rich Lambert even posted about it, creative director of Elder Scrolls Online. ESO is getting a direct port to the new consoles. And if you own it now on Xbox One or PS4, you will be able to play for free on the new console you don't have to buy it again which is super freaking awesome i've bought this game almost more than i bought skyrim at this point which is saying something but um i i'm excited i mean i figured it's something i kind of expected so i was hoping for a bit bigger of an announcement maybe like a you know, way of cross-platform something, even just transferring accounts because that would be nice. But ah, uh, you know, we uh, we take the good with the bad, and we are just happy that they're getting next console ports. What do you think about it, dog? I wonder how much uh, better ESO will run on uh, the new platforms compared to the current ones. But mainly, I just really want my uh, load screens to be on like the PC level. That would be pretty awesome. See, that's like 
the one big thing for me like is it going to be better like am i going to be at a disadvantage playing on xbox one is this other guy playing on the xbox series five thousand billion whatever you know the x is only gonna be the first one okay they're gonna make like 10 more by you know 2022 but i i just feel kind of worried because i don't know that a lot of xbox one players really feel the need to jump to the series x i mean personally i don't at all almost um the series x is just a faster better thing and i mean all i play is you know eso and i am starting to play more things on pc so i mean which is even a bigger world so it it's hard for me to see how a lot of Xbox players, especially right now during this whole pandemic and, you know, slowly but surely everyone is starting to feel more and more broke and more and more people are losing jobs still. And so I don't really know how many people are exactly going to just hop on this Xbox new series thing. Like, especially if they're just playing mainly ESO, like, so if it does make a drastic difference, I see that as a problem, honestly. But, you know, maybe it will, like you just said, it will not be like, oh, well, they can't, you know, their uh, API actions for whatever, or, you know, it's not higher because they're on a better console. But I also find that hard to believe. Like that sentence just doesn't make sense. Of course it will be better. Yeah, I mean, if I can, you know, run around circles around you as you're traveling to someplace, I think that'd be pretty awesome. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm sure that would make uh, your day any day. But yeah, yeah, pretty much just like loads range in general. Like that's kind of what I'm, what I'm expecting out of the new console, and that's pretty much like what's going to be like. Oh, like how much uh, faster are they? load screens for like Red Dead, ESO, GTA, Sea of Thieves. And if they're like significantly better, then I might get it because load screens are not fun. <laughs> I'm sure I'll end up with one at some point, but I don't think I'm going to be a, a day one new console person anymore. Like I did it the last two times. Actually, no, only for Xbox One because I wasn't even like, hopping on xbox train when xbox 360 came out it took me a little bit so so anyways we also have QuakeCon going on this weekend right now if you are listening live um hopefully i well honestly this will probably come out sunday so it's the last day of QuakeCon. yay if you're listening the day it comes out but anyways um we do have some sales, which last longer into the week, and ESO is free to freaking play right now for everyone. So the 19th of August and the 20th for PS4. So get your friends to download it. Go show them what it's all about. Talk them into, uh, you know, selling their soul to Akatosh or Lorcon, you know, whichever you choose. Dog, what about these sales, man? All right, so you have the Great War Chapter Sale, which is 35% off. And that'll end on August 11th for PC and Xbox, but at different times. 
uh, August 19th for Stadia, August 19th for PS4 NA, and then August 18th for PS4 EU. And then all of those are different times, so... All right, you also have the uh, standard edition sale for ESO. So after the uh, 19th or like 20th for PS4, if uh, you know you still want to play ESO, it'll, it'll be on sale for 50% off. So yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, that ends on August 15th for PC, August 19th for Stadia, August 24th for Xbox, August 19th for PS4 NA, and August 18th, PS4 EU. And then lastly, if you know, you already have Graymore, you already have, well, I guess you already have Graymore, then you probably already have ESO, but you already have ESO, but you don't want Graymore. They have crown sale packs that are on sale also. And that'll end for August 10th for PC and Xbox, August 11th for Stadia, and then August 17th for PS4. And crown sale packs probably crown sale packs, crown pack sales probably happen like three times a year. So I would hop on that if uh, if you've been waiting to buy crowns for something, or if you like, you know, one of the statues or <clears throat> excuse me houses that are in there. You know, maybe go for it. I mean. It's it's a good time to buy crowns when they're on sale. That much I can definitely vouch for. Dog too. too. <laughs> Especially since I bought, uh, I think, 30 crown crates of the Sajik one. And yeah. I got yeah. that. Uh, I got the Sajik Wolf and I got the Radiant Sajik Horse. I'm not even gonna. I'm gonna put you on blast right now in front of everyone. How many crowns did you buy that one time? Like, did you have like 90k crowns at one point? At one point, yes, I did have 90k, but only because it was 40 and a 40 or whatever. Like the biggest one was. I bought two of them because I had. Yeah, because the biggest one's 20. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. That lasted dog a while, and he made so much gold off that selling stuff to people. So I mean, and you win some, and you win some, and that's what dog tends to do. But I um, still last me today. So hey, there you go. Um, I and honestly, myself, I spent way too much in the uh, last time. I definitely bought probably like twenty that some thousand myself. So. It's easy to do, and especially when they're on sale. So, um, yeah. One other little bit of news about, you know, some, you know, Chichinsky news. I have been gaming it on, you know, PC a little bit more. As uh, usually before a DLC comes out, uh, all the Xbox homies go through a little bit of a dry spell. Like, uh, you know, everyone's kind of waiting for that DLC. So. I have been focusing my ESO time on PC mainly instead of Xbox. And I hit 160 CP. And not only was I excited about it, I posted on Twitter and I got so many people like, yeah, I got plenty of people liking it. It was awesome. So many people saying congrats. And I got even a few people offering freaking to make me gear and stuff. It was so cool. 
Uh, I just wanted to point it out because the community just continues to shine at every opportunity. I just, I love being a part of it. The uh, community for this game is just absolutely amazing from uh, console to console, server to server, everywhere you go. And um, I didn't actually ask if he's cool with me tossing his name. I mean, he commented on my public Twitter post. Come on. So I'm going to shout you out, bro. Wend Wendim at Shy Wendy on uh on Twitter there crafted me some freaking new moons gold gold it out freaking gear didn't even ask just you know was like I would really love some new moons these pieces divines boom I know how to give a list to a crafter it's like this it would be my dream and they were like dream come true to the max so i have to shout that out that made me feel like a uh you know just super freaking uh like i won the lottery or something i was like oh my god no way so i mean before this i had been wearing white level 18 training gear that graham you, you guys all know grammaton has been on the show he crafted me that gear so long ago when i started uh leveling up that character so it was really cool of them and i went out and uh and the other people who offered me to craft me stuff thank you so much too you know and uh, help me out people have been just super super helpful so really cool the community is awesome i am now running some new moons of mother sorrow and i just really need a monster's head you know uh i forgot how you know just like it's funny because by the time I started doing like dungeons and veteran dungeons on Xbox, I was probably like 600 CP because I just didn't do dungeons. Like there's so much in this game to do. I was a PVP fiend. Like I didn't need dungeons. So trying to like, I hit 160. I was like, oh, I want a monster set. Like now I was like, okay, well like which ones are like realistic for me to even do? Cause man, doing on random sometimes on PC can be tough. But yeah, anyways, here I am super rambling with my voice that is falling apart. And I said I wasn't going to ramble, but yeah, yeah, you know, you know how it goes, guys. But I just thought it was super cool and thought I'd shout that out. So uh, yeah, let's get uh, straight into uh, the PvP stuff, right, dog? All right, well, you know, for leaderboards of Grey House, we have a, and for PCNA, we have EP in first with 51k, AD in second with 46k. And DC in last with 45k. And then for PCEU, we have DC in first for with 45.4k, EP in second with 43.6k, and AD in last for 41.3k. So yeah, you know, that's uh, one server that DC is winning in. Pretty good. And one server we're in last in, unfortunately. Total polar opposites there. We don't need to think about that one right there. But... <laughs> it's true. We'll, we'll just think about the EU one. <laughs> yeah. What about Xbox? Right. So for Xbox and A, we have EP in first with 1355, DC in second with 1323, and then AD in last with 999. And for Xbox EU, we have DC in first with 930. AD in second with 884 and EP in last with 823. So once again, you know, another 
EU server were DCs in first. And and then they we were in second with only close behind. They actually just passed us like ten minutes before I uh took this took those scores. So Wow, that's pretty crazy. And I was actually I've been so just crazy and busy the last few weeks. I and I didn't even realize the console ones were gonna resetting this quick. I went to look for PS4 and I was like, oh man, these are fresh scores. But it's good DC. Other games. Yeah, yeah. Playing other games instead of ESO, so I didn't realize it either. Yeah, I was just like, wow, that came up fast. But as far as PS4 goes, we got AD in the lead, 1423. EP right behind him at 1271. And the Daggerfall Covenant coming in at 1120, unfortunately, in last. But on the EU side of things, we got DCM first again. All EU Greyhost servers, we are freaking winning. DC, way to go. Uh, showing them up on the EU side of things. Way to go, guys. Way to hold it down. DC in first place, 1368. Slight lead over EP, 1288. And AD is in third at 1144. A little over 200 points back. All still very close. You know, this is uh, reset. This is reset, so it's close. But DC leading all EU Greyhost servers. Very, very cool. Way to go, guys. Yep, DC controls the Europe side of things, and no one controls the uh, and the North America side of things because AD is... Yeah, know, they're the wild card. Sticking it, yep, sticking it to uh, EP. So out of six servers, we got DC leading three, EP leading two, and AD leading one. So that that's how it should be. I'm just saying. Or DC leading six, but we've yet to see anyone lead six. I think. So that was all our uh, state of Cyrodiil for you guys. Just some scores this week. We don't really have too much. I've been dreading going back in there on my Harmony Magcro because it's going to get nerfed and it just you know, it kills your your drive to want to go play it. I'm like, I got to redo my build, but I have a build planned for uh, next patch. So I'm kind of just waiting on it, you know. But anyways, let's get into the show. That's what everyone's here for. We have regions to talk about for you guys. We know you love these episodes. so. We're just going to keep plugging regions along. We're almost getting into some uh, DLC ones. We're like, this is like the halfway, like over the hump kind of point for these, these faction zones. So today we're going to talk about uh, <laughs> Greenwood. Octa's written here. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Greenshade, Rivenspire, and Shadowfen. And. There is quite a bit of info that's shared between all of these, as you guys well know. Crafted sets, uh, Mundus tones, etc. So, Doug, why don't you start us off with some of the crafted sets you could find in each of these zones? All right, so the first one that you have is a Hist Bark. And that'll give you armor, health recovery, max health. As fifth piece says, while you are blocking you gain major evasion, reducing the damage from area attacks by 25%. So, yeah, that's one way to get major evasion. 
up at all times if you are blocking. The second set is uh, Magnus's Gift. This one will give you Max Magica, Spell Damage, Magica Recovery, and then its fifth piece passive gives when you cast a Magica ability, you have an 8% chance to negate that ability's cost. And then the last crafting set is White Strikes Retribution, which will give you max health, armor, health recovery. And then this one, this fifth piece of passive gives you when you take damage while you are under 30% health, you gain a damage shield that absorbs 10,320 damage for 8 seconds. And this effect can occur once every 15 seconds. All right, Bob. So what do you think about these sets? As far as I think, um, you know, for crafted sets, his bark is not really, you know, it feels almost unnecessary. Like while you're blocking, you get minor evasion. It's only reducing the damage from a specific type of attacks. If you're doing it for like a tank set, uh, it's, pretty much unnecessary you know you really want to be worrying more about direct damage not area of effect damage um maybe for pvp maybe but i don't know it it doesn't seem like it's really that great to me too too niche but um magnus i used to run this but back in the day when you would have to run like a two-piece if you're playing like under pvp because you know you can craft jewelry and uh, you know, two-handed weapons only counted for one piece of a set. Yeah, that's right. We live those lives. Um, but, you know, the five-piece of Magnus has always been kind of interesting. Never that great. Um, I don't know. Very, very low chance. That chance would have to be much higher. Or just, like, every now and again it will happen. Like, But... I guess if you're doing all magic abilities, then that's it kind of works if that's what you want. But just wear something that will increase your magic or recovery for your magic, and it will probably do more, you know, give you more help than that set. So you also have the White Strikes one, which is probably the best craftable set of these three, in my opinion. Seems interesting. I've never actually ran it personally, but it's a guaranteed proc. And I like that, but the downtime is a bit too long. And I mean, it's not like I say it's a bit too long in the sense that I'm expecting to be under 30% health very often, like more than every 15 seconds. But I mean, kind of like if you're in a fight and this is, you're only going to wear this if you're kind of like, it's your, you're relying on it. Like you're expecting to see a proc. And you're expecting to be like, this is your moment where my thing has popped and I can now turn around the fight. Uh, you still are going to, you know, you're under 30%. It's not healing you. You are going to need to substantiate that somehow. So, you know, you're going to need to pop a heal over time on yourself and then start trying to turn the fight around. And it only lasts half the time, that uh, half its downtime. Well, I guess I would make the full downtime seven seconds. So. I don't know. It's it's an interesting set, and I like it. I like how big the the shield is. It, Ten thousand is a pretty substantial. Um, but even in PvP, you know, ten thousand is not going to make or break your fight. So, uh, just you know, stay stay thinking about what's really going to uh, give you the best advantage when you 
or in that moment when you need to turn things around. And I don't know if that is honestly the best option. What about you, dog? What about what do you think about these crafted sets? Craftable sets. All right. Well, for Magnus, even with a PTS upping the chance for Magnus to fifteen percent, I think I'd still prefer the flat uh, ma- magic uh, skills cost reduction with Seducer than uh, than relying on a proc chance, even if it's you know almost double now, but still. Yeah, 15 is higher, but I don't know. I'd want to see like almost 25 or 50. Like, yeah, it, it wouldn't like... need to happen very often for this set to be viable. And then for uh, White Shakes Retribution, um, that set, uh, I think I'd uh, prefer to go over uh, another set that we would discuss later on. It's from uh, Shadow Fan, it's the heavy armor from there. Because they have a like a similar style of a kind of like shielding mechanic and fifteen second cooldown, but just a little bit different. Nice. And oh, then, my girl's getting home right now, so I'll just let you talk. All right. And then for his spark, I yeah, I agree with you. It's not really the greatest set because you don't really want to be blocking if you're not a tank. And then if you are a tank, your uh, a the damage from AOEs aren't isn't gonna kill you most of the time. And if they are, you just gotta stay out of the red circles, so or whatever color your bad AOE is. All right. And then for Mundestones, we have uh the Shadow, which will give you crit damage. Yeah, it increases your crit damage by I think ten percent. And then the Actionaut gives you Magic Eye Recovery. And then these regions each have seven striking locales, one public dungeon for a full skill point, and then 16 sky shards. Perfect. So that is all that these regions share then, right, Don? Yep. And uh, I guess that would lead us right into our first one here. Good old green shade. So, yeah. This is the third region of the AD. Its quests are uh, pretty interesting. You go in and learn about the the Green Lady and the Wilder Queen. Um, it's honestly like very plain region, kind of aesthetically. Marbrook is very nice. Um, uh, Queen Irene, her like residence is there, her home, home. You know, it's I. Of all the things, there's some good quests. Like it's kind of a boring zone, like to just go run through and everything. But like the questing there is very well written, and I would honestly recommend going and checking some of it out. Now we also have some sets. Dog, why don't you talk about this first set, at least maybe two, we'll try and kill this freaking bug again. Alright, I wish you the best of luck. But until then, we have Shadow Dancer's Raiment, which is the light set. This will give you Max Magica, Max Magica, spell damage, and then its fifth piece passive will, will give you stand recovery, and then it also ignores the movement speed penalty of Sneak. 
the medium set is the Wilder Queen's Arch. This will give you weapon crit, stam recovery, max stamina. Then its fifth piece passive is your abilities reduce the movement speed of any enemies they hit by 30% for 3 seconds. And then the last set is Beekeeper, which is a heavy set. And this will give you max health, health recovery, e more health recovery, and even more health recovery. Which will add up to about 660 health recovery. It's actually 658. Still a lot of extra health recovery. Yeah, honestly, Beekeeper is... It's a very interesting set. I've always wanted to give it a try, but, you know, never really messed with it. So I guess before I'll get too carried away on my thoughts, dog, what are your thoughts about all these region sets? I remember seeing Beekeeper in an annoying tank build for Kine, and I think he used Beekeeper and Plague Doctor, which was, well, annoying. Cause he's like, as soon as you get him low, he's just like, oh nope, I'm gonna go run, I'm gonna go kite, and my health recovery is gonna be ridiculous. And, yep. Uh, for Shadow Dancer's Raymond, um, I think that's uh, I mean, the sets overall isn't really good, but I think if you're planning on doing like Dark Brotherhood, Thieves Guild, I think it's uh pretty decent set for that for like assisting you in that if you don't want to become a vampire and then the last set water queen arch um i don't think that's that's really good it's more just annoying if someone has it because now you're just always slow but most of the time i mean if you see someone with a bow in pvp at least you're they're gonna snipe spam you to death before you even know what hit what hit you so there's that <laughs> Yeah, I guess I'll just start mine off right there with that one um, to continue your point. And I mean, three seconds, really? Like, that's nothing. I mean, if it was five seconds, maybe. But, you know, this is pretty much just like if someone already knows they're going to kill you with Snipe and they just want to super troll you, may as well throw that on, <laughs> I guess. But uh, beyond that, um beekeepers yeah always wanted to run it uh one of our friends in guildies 40s he swears by it um i have a full gold set of jewelry from the golden never worn it but i don't know it still interests me i i'm still curious about trying it one day and then uh shadow dancers yeah i go be a vampire just just freaking do it i mean i'm just kidding but if you want to run a five-piece set just because you don't want to be a vampire, that seems kind of, like, interesting. I mean, you could get that power and then go cleanse it if you want. I mean, but whatever. Probably best one of these region sets in green shade. I would say beekeepers. I would agree. All right, dogged. So, questing. One of my favorite things going and doing all the quests of a region you guys know i love it so i'm going to always give you the uh, amount that you need to do for each one and green shade is no different if you want to finish the whole thing you're gonna need 40 quests done in that zone quite a bit um for a little bit of a bland area but like i said 
what did I say? The stories, the writing in this zone is the best. So you may have to do 40 quests in the jungle that all looks the same, but you will enjoy them if you follow the writing. I guarantee that. And there are 13 um, story quests. So, you know, that eats into that pretty well. So go and get that green shade adventure quest you will enjoy it i swear so dog what about the guild traders in good old green shade all right so for guild traders there's five in marbrook there's one near the green heart way shrine and there's one near the variant morass way shrine that's how you say that (laughs) (laughs) all right there's one near the very forest way shrine (laughs) I mean, these ones are not necessarily very popular, specific, right? The greatest. I think the variant, the variant Morass one. Said it again. It's <laughs> all <laughs> so, because I heard. So this is how I heard that guy say it. So that's how it stuck. <laughs> all right. Uh, I think the one near the variant Morris. Uh, I know that that's a good uh, area for some kind of farming whether it's like resource nodes or maybe it's like leather i don't really remember but yeah i know that that that, that over there can be pretty popping depending on how many people are farming stuff over there well that's good at least one of them has you know high volume i guess yeah probably i'd probably say it's probably on par with the uh bear farm in that like little guild trader right there so with um that as always we want to take this little middle part of our episode to remind you guys we are part of the wildly popular robots radio podcast network where you can find shows about elder scrolls fallout destiny sea of thieves movies i mean other things that i can't remember off the top of my head but honestly, there's so many good shows. Uh, go check it out. You know, if you like our shows, you will. There's another show there that you will like. I can guarantee it. So, robotsradio.net, go give them a listen. I'm Bob. And I'm Brad. We're lifelong friends and the hosts of the Film and Whiskey podcast. This is the show where each week we review a classic movie and a glass of whiskey. That's right. Every week we go in-depth on a well-known movie while sampling the best from the world of scotch, bourbon, and more. Because nothing goes better with strong opinion than equally strong liquor. Bob's a movie nerd. Brad's an average Joe. But together, we give fresh insights and hot takes on the world of movies and spirits. So check out the Film and Whiskey Podcast. Part of the Robots Radio Network. All right. Dogged. We got a couple more zones to talk about here. And this one I hate. <laughs> uh no particular reason why I hate Shadowfan. I just like the whole Argonian, you know, like I just like I like Argonians. I have played one many a times, you know, Oblivion. Who wouldn't want to play this awesome lizard dude that could breathe underwater forever? But I don't know. Like, it's just swamp. It's a whole just swamp area. Correct. Uh, you know, Shadowfen is a, sw- a swamp area. Also, are you saying that you don't like Fen's Shadowform? Like, 
Fenorian? Yeah, because it's Shadow Fen. So Fen's shadow. His shadow form. <laughs> you know I got a cricket, you know, uh, <laughs> soundbite to put in, man. You gotta be know. careful now, bro. I, I'm just gonna start tossing it in every time. <laughs> yeah, I have a I have a certain standard set for your puns, and I, <laughs> if they are below it in my eyes, then they get the crickets. <laughs> I mean, I'd add something in there. It was pretty. It was, you know, is there actually a shadow fen? I don't know. Because if Ben could take a shadow form, that would probably be the sickest thing ever. I mean, his I shadow see. form would probably be, you know, misform. But okay, this is totally is a vampire. Totally, we're pulling a tales of Tamriel right now. <laughs> but dude, on uh, QuakeCon today, the uh, the chick who drew my freaking uh, necromancer, her art got um highlighted on bethesda's quake on stream her fenorian uh fan art during when the uh robbie draymond the voice actor of fenorian was on there so that was like super freaking cool uh at anna yuki uh strawberry tiki on twitch she drew just the most on point uh depiction of my necromancer and she does great art and that was super cool to see her uh fenorian fan art she's even a bigger fenorian fanboy than her fangirl i guess than i am but yeah so that was really cool and i mean you know i love how they're always just showing like you know spreading the community and the good work and content creation the community does spreading it around for all to see Yep, that is always pretty awesome. But it's pretty awesome that you uh, remember that for off of my pun. So I guess that pun was pretty decent after all. <laughs> there you go. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah. So uh, since you gave the last sets, dog, I will uh, labor through these ones. We've got the light set, the robes of the hist, which gives you maximum health then spell damage, then maximum magic, all on the way to the five piece, which reads after being hit by a disabling effect, immobilization, or snare, you heal for 2,000 health every one second for five seconds, which is a total of 10,000 health over five seconds. Oof. Interesting. Then we have the medium set Swamp Raider, which gives you weapon crit, Weapon damage, and then max stam, leading to the five piece, which reads, adds 400 weapon damage to your poison and disease damage abilities. Which is a flat add. We, you know, we like those sets here in the courier. So then you've got the hatchling's shell, heavy set, which gives you max, you know, increases your armor twice. Two piece and three piece. Then four piece max health. Five piece gain a damage shield equal to 20% of your max health for 15 seconds every 15 seconds. That's kind of interesting. I actually kind of like that. Now, dog, do you have any thoughts on these? Yeah, this was the set that I was talking about earlier. How I think this problem, this one's a little bit better. 
Although in order to like kind of like maximize that twenty part twenty percent uh max health damage shield, uh Plague Doctor would be a really good set for that because you get a lot of health from that one. Um <clears throat> as for uh the other two, I don't really like them that much. The light armor one, the after being hit by a disabling effect. You really don't want to be hit by those too often. And if you are, a lot of times it's kind of just like you take damage afterward or you or you just immediately die. And healing 2k every second is... It'll help you, but I think it, it's just going to prolong your death. So instead of dying in 3 seconds, you might die. You, you might last the extra 2 seconds or something. And then for Swamp Raider, I mean... It really depends on how much poison or disease damage you're doing. Yeah, like for a snipe build, that might be pretty decent, but there's also other sets that you could use. So, yeah, I think I'll agree with you there. Swamp Raider is kind of a pass, honestly, even as far as poison damage sets go. Then, uh, Robes of the Hist is really, yeah, I don't, I think that's a pass. That's a slow gain on health. 10,000 is like, I don't know, not even half of what, you know, you really want to have in like PvP. You want to be running like 26, 27, I mean. So, pass, pass, hatchling shell. That one's interesting. I think I might give that a try sometime. I'm going to write that in my my little book over here of sets to try that I probably never will. But I think are very interesting. It's a very long book. So many sets in this game. Yeah, there's just so many good sets that pique your interest. You're like, I think I could do something with that. Yep, a long title for a long list. <laughs> so what about the guild traders here in this good old area, dog? All right, so you have five in Stormhold. Uh, Stormhold also holds the, uh, I think, the like prologue Merkmire dailies. So... Oh yeah, the Merkmire uh, prologue quest is also in the zone. There's one guild trader near the Venomous Fens Way Shrine. Wow, Fens is popping up all over the place now. And I actually have really great luck with uh, this guild trader in general because uh, I don't know why, but a lot of times that when I go in there, there's stuff that's super cheap and I always buy it. I never sell it, but I do buy it. Kind of hoard it because i'm a hoarder and then the last deal trader is near the hismir we shrine which is important for the uh other stuff that we be talking about kind of love those guild traders and then we also have um all this good other stuff for Shadow Van, not only do we have a normal region quest where you've got seven story quests and 51 overall quests you're going to need totaled to get through Shadow Fen. That's why it can be kind of a drag, just like all our EP zones. Very, very high uh, quest, you know, barrier that you're going to need completed. We also have some holiday quests. Well, a holiday quest at least. If you're doing the New Life Festival, undoubtedly you will have to come to Shadowfen to do the Fish Boon Feast quest, where you're going to have to go fishing 
and gather three different fish, which are tradable. So you can, you know, uh, say which one you need and try and help the community about. Maybe give something you have extra to someone who needs it and turn them in. And also, you know, you go fishing if you stack. You know, you catch 15 and one fish, then you're going to be good on that fish the whole time. It will stay in your inventory. So, the as Dog said, there's the guild trader right there. And you can check that guild trader as you turn in your fish for anything you need, including possible people selling the fish that you might need. So, there you go. Shadowfen is uh, a very big zone. They've all got three dolmens and six bosses. Unfortunately, this one, not a lot of gear to grind out of. But, hey, you might want to try that hatchling shell. It sounds kind of interesting. As always, we save the best zone from the best faction for last. And that is Rivenspire. Now for sets, you have the first one, which is Necropotence. Or more like Necropetence, which is the light armor set. And this, this one will give you Max Magica, Max Magica, more Max Magica. So Max Magica for the 2, 3, and 4 piece. And then for the 5th piece, while you have a pet active, your Max Magica is increased by 3,150. So that's about 6,700 more Max Magica than you had before that you put in on that set. The medium armor set is Dark Stride. This will give you max stamina. Uh, the second or the third piece will also give you max magicka. You'll get some stamina recovery. And then it, uh, its fifth piece passive reduces the cost of sprint and sneak for by 50%. And then for last, you have vampire cloak, which will give you max health, spell damage, more max health. And then its fifth piece passive gives you minor protection at all times, reducing your damage taken by 8%. So I think that uh, with these ones, Vampire Cloak, uh, probably not going to be one of the greatest. It's interesting. It's got this kind of random spell damage run in there, which is unfortunate. Maybe a max Magicka or Magic Recovery would have been nice. But if you're tanking, Minor Protection is not something you really need. I mean, sure, it's nice to have reduce your damage taken by 8%, but... You also have so much mitigation while tanking from blocking, from resistances, overall health. I mean, using a five-piece just to get minor protection. I mean, maybe I could see it for PvP for a different build. Take advantage of that two-piece spell damage. A Magicka build, maybe. But uh, Necropotence is clearly the best one. Um, very popular. Very extremely popular uh if you go farm this you could sell the purple rings for and you know purple jewelry pretty good price uh lightning flame lightning staffs definitely flame staffs pretty good um yeah you know it's a really really good set still extremely popular for sorks and necros even though i will make the argument it's pointless to try on a necro uh, especially if you're going for like the mender, um, the good, you know, beast mender, it's only up for like three, four seconds. So I'm not trying to keep that up hundred percent. And if you don't keep it up hundred percent, you will lose 3000 magic. You will lose your whole five piece buff. So it's pointless. 
but that's just for necromancers, in my opinion. For Sorks, it's still probably uh, very meta set. But what do you think, Don? I agree with you for the uh, necromancers set. But uh, yeah, for a vampire cloak, um, because it's a minor protection. If you're a Templar, you get it from the Spear Wall passive, which if you just have a Atrix Spear ability slotted, you get that. If you're a warden, you'll probably be using Ice Fortress, which will give you the uh, which will give you uh, major protection that way or minor protection. And then if you're a necromancer, you'll probably be using a Bone Totem, which also gives you the uh, major minor protection that way as well. So you definitely have options. Yeah. And it's good to have options. I mean, not a lot of greatness in these region sets, but hey, Necropundance is a standout. Gives you a reason to go far in Ravenspire. So as far as the quests go, we've got uh, 42 uh, total Ravenspire quests to get the Ravenspire Adventure, and that includes nine story quests. I will say the quest lines here are very, very good. And maybe a DC thing where they're just very well written, but uh, I would highly recommend going and check it out. House Ravenwatch. Um, you've definitely, uh, if you've done the Graymore storyline, you're familiar slightly, at least with House Ravenwatch. And I would highly recommend you guys go check it out. It's a. Uh, you know, very good. It's a gothic, you know, aesthetic around the whole uh, location. It's kind of a darker, you know, vampires. It's good. It's a really interesting storyline and area. And I would definitely recommend going to check that out. So what about the uh, guild traders here in this area, dog? Anything special? Uh, for guild traders, um, one thing that I've, kind of say is that uh they're all pretty close in this region you have a uh, five in shornhelm but they're not actually really in shornhelm they're actually just right outside of it to the south uh you have another kill trader near old gateway shrine which is just a short ride south from the shornhelm traders and then the last one is near hoarfrost downs way shrine which is just a short ride east from the shornhelm traders as well which will make it just northeast from the old gateway shrine. So a lot of times what I do, if I'm ever in there, I'll check the shorn held traders and then just I'll head south for the old gateway shrine and check that uh out check out that trader down there and then go on to somewhere else. Nice man. Well, do you have anything else to add about these three great areas we've gone through today? Uh no, that's about it. I can't think of any extra puns to put on top of it. Except for like maybe like, you know, you've house Raven Watch of Ravenspire. It's almost like it's supposed to be Ravenspire. God, that was so bad. <laughs> you should have just stopped while you're ahead. And that even ahead is putting it just close. I mean, see that was your fault because you had to say something about house Raven Watch and <laughs> like oh i can say something <laughs> so anyway bob. yeah whatever classic classic dog to have blaming bob but 
anyways, that is these three regions for you guys. Um, go finish those dolmens, clear the bosses, do the stories, public dungeons, all the good stuff. Um, you know, it's base game content, but this stuff still stands up to this day, and you know, it's very interesting stuff that we really think you guys will enjoy. So, dog, if people want to get more Red Diamond Courier content, where can they come find us? You can find us on Twitter of at Red Diamond Cast. You can find us our on our Facebook, which is the Red Diamond Courier. You can find us on our Xbox field of Airs the Red Diamond, which you can join using the Robots Radio Discord found on robotsradio.net. And if you go check our show notes accompanying this episode, you can find a link to our merch store and to go check out our Loot Crate page where you can get a 15% discount off your first order. And all you got to do is make sure you use the link in our show notes, which will tell them we sent you there, and it'll give a bit of a kickback to uh, our show here. Plus, you'll get your sweet, sweet discount on your first crate, and that is using the Robots Radio code word. So go check that out. Also, we have some cool, cool stuff that we get to announce a uh, new sponsorship with Robots Radio of Gamefly and um the specifics on it don't test me uh that's why we still haven't had an ad on it yet but if you sign up for your first month at uh, i believe it's $10 you get an extra month for free so that's two months for 10 bucks gives a bit of a kickback to the show uh, and you could try out any game it's pretty much like, you know, the back in the day, get your disc from Netflix, play it, send it back. It's Gamefly. It's freaking awesome. I've had it myself before. They have a huge selection of game nowadays. So um, we will have that in our link too. the link there for you guys to go check that out. And once again, just make sure you use our link and you'll get the sweet, sweet discount and we will get some kickback from that. So you can also find links to our music creator and all other good stuff for a diamond in the show notes. So, Dogged, what about you, man? People want to talk to the Dogged Bark. Where can they find you? Well, you can find me on DogBark24 on Xbox and Twitter. And yeah, you can go play with me in either Elder Scrolls or Red Dead. Maybe Sea of Thieves. Yeah, um, that's pretty much about it. How about you, Bob? Where can they find you at to tell you that you smell and hashtag Fling Bob? Well, if they want to come tell me how I smell fantastic, they can find me on Xbox, Bob Chichinsky, and also on ESO PC. Come at me at Bob underscore Chichinsky, D H I C H I N S K E. Let's go run some dungeons or something. Dog, you know? Uh, he is not quite there on PC yet, so he might not kill us the entire time. You never know, though. He might stop in and just pull the whole dungeon. And then you could also catch me at the same Bob underscore Chinsky on Twitter and Twitch. I have not streamed in over a month, but this weekend, mark my words, will be the return of the Chinsky. And given this episode will probably come out Sunday, it may be that night, it may be have already happened but anyways uh yeah 
excited to get back to doing that because I really enjoy getting to hang out with everyone and uh, play some Elder Scrolls, the best game out there. It's what we're all here for. And thank you for being here again, dog. Thirty episodes in, man. It's been a it's been a crazy ride. Yes, yes, it has. And we thank you all, of course, so much for listening and all the support you guys give us. Uh, we see it and we appreciate it, and it makes our day every time. So yeah, we'll be back with you guys next week, and we absolutely can't wait to do so. So uh, uh, we hope you have a good one. And take care out there. Stay safe, everyone. Have a good one. Yep. See ya. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Are you worried you don't have all the answers? Have you ever found yourself in an internet rabbit hole? Call Call Mystery Mystery Time Time Live today! It's a new detective business. With plenty of heart. And a questionable track record. We're only in the office for an hour. Every Wednesday. Come hang out. Solve a mystery. It's a podcast. It's a live show. It's a swell time. Subscribe now! Producers of Mystery Time Live ask kindly not to take the advice or guidance of the host because they have no idea what they're doing. No mystery live would be fully solved. And that's individualized opinion of outside source or sheer book. You can find them live on the Twitch app and find their podcast later on YouTube, Anchor, Spotify, Google, and iTunes. Listening may cause hurtful your death or loss of sanity. We are sorry. This is probably legally binding and you cannot do it.